Good morning, sons and daughters of God. Welcome as we gather for worship here and also as we gather with you online. We are delighted that you have come to join us for our time of worship. And it's always a delight to come and share in the blessings that God has for all of us. If you are worshiping online, we invite you to use the chat in the online broadcast and let us know uh, who is, who is uh, joining us today. We'd love to hear from you. Just uh, do a brief chat, and I think we have somebody who's going to respond to you today for the first time. So we're interested in learning how to use another level of technology. So please help us out by using the, the live chat today. Today we gather in worship and hear that Jesus, as he always did, proclaimed the kingdom of God. And he called people to live as citizens of that kingdom. But the fact of the matter is, that was not always a very popular thing to do. And so we'll ha hear how Jesus prepares us to be part of that kingdom living and how we too share in the work that he has for us. Also, this being the 4th of July, we will begin our worship today with a prayer of thanksgiving and blessing for our nation, as is a fitting thing for us to do. So again, welcome as we worship together.
God of love and mercy, you have lavished your creative might on this land, giving us an abundance of natural beauty and resources. Lord, may we always remember that this earth is yours and we are its caretakers. Guide us that we may use what you have given us with care and thanksgiving. God of love and mercy, you have declared what is right, to seek justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with you. Lord, may we always remember that justice is more than law. Give us the wisdom to seek truth and administer laws as a way to bring about a just and peaceful society. Grant us the courage to challenge injustice in all its forms so that all may flourish together. of love and mercy. You have filled this nation with peoples from all races and cultures, blending us into a country blessed with diversity and strength. Lord, remind us that patriotism, courage, and love of country are qualities we all share. Make us alive to the subtleties of prejudice, which make us unaware of our blindness. Open our hearts and minds that we may rejoice in our diversity. of love and mercy, you have blessed this land of ours with more riches than most of the world can comprehend, and with an energy and vitality that can produce wonders and marvels. Lord, may we always act to share our wealth, taking the gifts you have given us to the world, reaching out to friend and foe alike. God of love and mercy, you have blessed this land and given it to us as our heritage. 
instill in us the humility which comes from the knowledge that we have done nothing to deserve the blessings we have. Bless us with honesty in the workplace, truth in education, and honor in daily life. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil course of action. When times are prosperous, let our hearts be thankful, and in times of trouble, do not let our hearts turn from you. Continue to direct and enlighten us, that we may be servants to the world and all peoples. We ask this through Jesus, Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <coughs> First reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Christians do not boast of their own accomplishments. Rather, Christian boasting focuses attention on how the power of Christ is present in our lives, especially in times of weakness and vulnerability. No matter what our circumstances in life, God, Christ's grace is sufficient for us. A reading from 2 Corinthians. I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no mortal is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on, on, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except for my weaknesses. But if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Word of God, word of life. Gospel according to Mark. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, Where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, 
A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people And he called his twelve disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them the authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or to listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out, telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. In Jesus' name, amen. My wife Susan has been working hard over the past few months on a committee planning our 50th high school reunion. Now, I know exactly what you're thinking. That can't possibly be true. They are way too young. Well, we graduated at 10, you know, what can we say? But the truth is, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, meeting uh, all those old people who will show up next year for that reunion. And it reminds me of the last reunion we attended. We We went to the reunion right after I had graduated from seminary. And a friend walked up and asked, well, what have you been doing these days? And when I told her that I was a pastor, I thought she would spit out her beverage. And with a few choice words, she said, you, a pastor, you, Well, that's what Mark tells us kind of happened when Jesus came back to his hometown to preach in the synagogue in Nazareth. And when he began to preach in that synagogue, the, uh, the folks were not all that impressed. They, uh, they just couldn't believe that he was the one teaching them. Mark says they were amazed. But really a better translation of that word would be offended. Uh, Maybe even perplexed, just totally confused by what he had to say. So why would the people who have known Jesus the longest, who helped him to grow up, who probably wished him well when he left town, why would they take offense at him? Well, that's probably precisely the reason. They thought they knew who Jesus was. And so when he came to teach, with the, teach the gospel with, the, with authority, they thought that he was rising above his raisin. Think about that for a minute. That's an old southern phrase. He was rising above his raisin. In other words, he was getting a little bit too big for his britches. He had gone past preaching and gone into meddling. Maybe he was a little bit too much in their face, too brusque for them. Mark says they took offense at him. And as a result, they, he couldn't do much for them. They could not experience His power in their life. Now this is a challenging story for us. 
because it asks us to examine how we accept Jesus. Because truth is, aren't we his own people? And wouldn't you consider this to be his hometown? Experiencing Jesus' power has a lot to do with the choices we make about who he is for us. Do we only want a Lord who is always out to please us? To always give us the the good stuff, but not to make any demands on us? Mark says that Jesus came proclaiming the gospel, and that gospel is the kingdom of God is here now. Repent and believe in the good news. Maybe it's that repent word that stumps us all the time. Because repent is always a challenge to to shake things up, to change the way things are being done. But it's also more than that. To repent is to invite us to see things the way God sees them. To understand life the way God wants it to be lived. To allow changes to be made in us so that we can live into that life that God wants for us. Now, normally at this point of the sermon, I would try to begin applying the message to our lives, or maybe to the church. Whether we take, the, take offense at Jesus personally would be a good way of asking that question today. But this being July 4th, I would like us to take a turn at applying this to our nation. Now, I know this is dangerous territory because there are some people who never want politics to come from the pulpit. While at the same time, there are others who would like more politics to come as long as it agrees with their political leaning. But the fact of the matter is, this is about more than politics. This is both theological, how we live in a relationship with God, and practical how that translates into our living day by day. Here's another way to think about that. This is about our citizenship. How we live as citizens of God's reign and how we live as citizens of our nation. And where we sometimes get stuck is when we struggle to know which one of those two gets more of our allegiance. Before I'm an American, I am a child of God. And I could say that whether I was British or Ugandan or Chinese or Korean or Canadian. Because the call of God on our lives is universal, regardless of where we live or under what style of government. And I believe that if our primary focus is on on our place in God's realm, then that can make us better citizens of our country, as well as better participants in this common human journey that we share together. While we live to sing God, we love to sing God bless America, what do we do when God challenges America? 
We just prayed a few moments ago that God would help us to be better citizens of our nation. And if we take that seriously, some of those things are going to be quite challenging for us. Because sometimes the gospel calls us to do things that goes against the grain of our country and our culture. It just does. And when that happens, do we find ourselves like the people in the synagogue in Nazareth? Do we take offense? That there's, we feel like there's too much meddling going on. Do we allow Jesus to speak to us or do we refuse his message because we don't like what we're hearing? Or do we hear his message to repent? To see the need for change in our lives and let that help change things for the better around us? Do we open ourselves up to see where he might be working in us to help us live into that life, that kingdom life that he wants for all of us? Today we see that Jesus is not universally popular. His message got him in hot water. It got him crucified. But the fact is, Jesus didn't let that rejection slow him down. In fact, he expanded his work by sending out the disciples. He told them that they should go and do what he was doing. And if folks didn't buy it, then shake the dust off and keep moving. We've got to keep building the kingdom. So you want to guess? Who he's inviting to be the sent out ones today? Any guesses? Just as in today's story, we find him coming to us here. In his hometown, among his own people. And then he begins to work in us. And little by little we can feel him changing us and moving us to say things and do things that we never thought we would. We get prepared by Jesus to be sent on the same mission as Jesus. We get mission ready. Which sometimes means that we are the ones who challenge the way things are done. Some folks, think, some folks may think we're meddling. But that's okay. Because we're in really good company. Jesus did a lot of meddling too. Michael Lindvall tells a story, a compelling story, about a graduation ceremony at Emory University several years ago. As is often the case in those kinds of situations, the students were not really paying very close attention to all that was going on until the least educated person sitting on the stage began to speak. Then they listened. Hugh Thompson didn't finish college. Instead, he enlisted in the United States Army and became a helicopter pilot. And on March 16, 1968, he was flying a routine patrol in Vietnam when he happened to fly over a village named My La, where American soldiers were killing unarmed villagers. Thompson set his helicopter down between the troops and the villagers, and he ordered his tail gunner to train the helicopter guns on the American soldiers as he got out and ordered them to stop their killing. 
Hugh Thompson's actions saved who knows how many lives, although he was nearly court-martialed for it. It was, it was 30 years later when the Army finally awarded him the Soldier's Medal. There were some that day that were so thankful for what he had done, but others thought he was meddling way too much. As he spoke, the rowdy student body began to quiet down and listen, and then he spoke of his faith. Speaking of what his parents had taught him, he said, they taught me, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And those students were amazed at the simple words of Jesus. And they rose together and gave him a standing ovation. Linval went on to say, Thompson's words about his faith had weight because the man had obviously walked the talk. Jesus Christ comes to us today proclaiming God's kingdom has come here in our hometown in our church, in our nation, and in our lives. Living in that kingdom teaches that we should do unto others what we would want them to do to us. A great way to live as a citizen in both kingdoms. Each day we have a choice between embracing God's blessing of us and then becoming part of God's blessing the world around us or not. Our choices and our actions have real meaning. I've got to believe that when we choose to live as citizens of God's realm, more and more people will come to know how much God loves them. And no one will need to wonder whether they matter or whether they belong. And people will spend their days living out God's kingdom by sharing their God-given gifts in service to others. Think about it. Wouldn't that be a great place to live? In this nation? Or anywhere else? In Jesus' name.
Please stand as you're able. Let us come before the triune God in prayer, responding to each petition with words from today's psalm, show us your mercy. God of salvation, we pray for churches around the world. Sustain those churches that experience persecution or harassment and give wisdom to churches in free societies that we might live according to your word. Hear our prayer, O holy God. Show us your mercy. God of creation, we pray for your earth. Protect the natural beauty in our national and local parks and forests and guide the decisions of all who care for and work on the land. Hear our prayer, O omnipotent God. Show us your mercy. God of righteousness, we pray for the nations. Bestow your peace throughout the world. Raise up prophets to speak truth to power. Uphold those who work for human rights and protect the poor and the refugee. On this 4th of July, we ask that you bless the United States. Free us from prejudices and grant to your elected leaders a passion for justice and a will to serve all the people. Protect from danger those who celebrate this day. Hear our prayer, O sovereign God. Show us your mercy. God of compassion, we pray for the sick and suffering, for the victims of disasters, for all indigenous peoples around the globe, for those deprived of their freedom, for those facing the Delta COVID contagion, and for those we name here before you. Susan Bayman, Jesse Brock, Betty Burkhart, David Cook, Alberta Holden, Paul Letts, Judy Nelson, Lou Schofield, Roger Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, and those on our lips or in our hearts. Hear our prayer, O ever-present God, Show us your mercy. God of faithfulness, we pray for ourselves. Be with each of us on our many journeys and graciously receive our personal petitions. Hear our prayer, O saving God. Show us your mercy. God of eternal love, we thank you for all your saints, those who have served their nation and those who ministered beyond national boundaries. At the end of all things, bring us all into the kingdom of your presence. Hear our prayer, O glorious God. Show us your mercy. Into your hands, O God, we commend ourselves, our nation, and all for whom we pray through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. May we share the peace of Christ with one another. We invite you who are worshiping online to join us as we share this meal of Holy Communion with one another here in this room and also with you at home. If you are communing with a group, we invite you to share this with all who are there in your gathering or if you are by yourself, with your, by yourself and share it with yourself alone. 
Please use these words when sharing the bread. This is the body of Christ given for you. And with the cup, this is the blood of Christ shed for you. As we commune together, for those of you who have not communed with us recently, we will, be, we will distribute communion by having, I will stand at the head of the aisle and offer the bread and then go to the side where you will receive your own pre-filled cup. The dark liquid is wine. The lighter colored liquid is white grape juice, if you choose that option. Uh, receive the, the cup there and then place your empties in the bowl on the side of the aisle and return to your seat down the side aisle. All are welcome to share in this meal of Christ's forgiveness and new life. Please stand as you are able. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right to give you our thanks and praise, O God, for your grace is sufficient for us, and your strength is always there in our weakness. Your Son Jesus came teaching with astounding wisdom and bringing freedom and healing at the touch of his hands. Like the prophets, he was not honored in his own town and was crucified by his own nation, but you raised him from the dead, displaying your perfect power in his weakness. Now he has entrusted us with his mission of casting out evil and proclaiming your steadfast love from the holy mountain to the ends of the earth. Therefore, with our hearts lifted high, we offer you thanks and praise at all times with the church on earth and the church in heaven, and we join their unending hymn. in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then after supper he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The risen Christ invites us to his table. Come, eat, and be satisfied. We will commune the organ side first. Please be seated.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Wellspring of joy, through this meal you have put gladness in our hearts. Satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And welcome to worship. If you are a guest with us today here or online for the first time, we are glad that you are here. We do hope you experience Christ's presence as we worship together this morning. Come and join us often and regularly. And again, thank you for sharing time with us online. We hope you had the opportunity to use the live chat just to let us know who is tuning in to our channel during this live stream. We thank you for that. Today is the last day we will be receiving the offering for our African Children Today offering uh, for uh, the folks in Uganda at the school that we are sponsoring. Um, those of you who are aware, uh, the country of Uganda has been shut down because of a COVID, uh, mass COVID outbreak. Children have been sent home from school without food or medicine or support, and so we are providing that support uh, through African Children Today. And by virtue of our giving, it's being matched by another gift in, uh, in Uganda of over $12,000, so our gifts are doubled. We have supported it through the giving of over $2,200 to this point, and so that will be doubled uh, when we send it off. So your generosity uh, to support this ministry is a way of bringing a blessing to the people who are God's people in a whole other country, a whole other continent, and it is a way that we share God's blessing, God's work through our hands. Blessings on you for that. On the 14th of this month, we will begin, it's a Wednesday, we will begin a new Bible study series, seven-week series called Animate Faith, uh, and we invite you to be a part of that. We're hoping to be able to offer it both live and Zoom. We're not sure whether we'll be able to technologically because it is a video series. I'm working on that, and I'll let you know. But if you'd like to be a part of that, it will meet every, for seven weeks on Wednesday from 1030 to noon here at the church. We do need you to uh, let us know you're coming so we can order enough materials for everyone to participate. The cost is $15 for the material. So please let us know if you would like to attend. Now, if you would stand as you are able and hear this assurance of grace. God has always loved you. God loves you now, and God will love you forever. This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is Jesus telling us that indeed the kingdom has come near. And so we go trusting that God will continue to bless us and keep us, that God's face will shine on us with grace and mercy, that God will look upon us with favor and will give us peace. Amen.
Go in peace. You are the body of Christ. Thanks be to God.